Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Joelle. Today, we are joined by Karen Rose of City Olive. City Olive is a specialty olive oil and gourmet food boutique where you can enjoy an exquisite selection of the finest estate bottled extra virgin olive oils and locally made artisan products from around the world at 5644 North Clark. Welcome, Karen. How are you today? Very good. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, we're finally excited to have you here. I know we've been hoping to have you in for quite a while, um, but we like to start out with um, you telling us a little bit about yourself and what's your background. Okay. Well, City Olive, as you know, has been in Andersonville since 2007. Um, prior to owning City Olive, I was a nurse for many years, and that's my background is in healthcare. I was so surprised to learn that when I looked you up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize. Yeah, yeah that's so cool. Nurse, I'm still licensed, but I really wanted to kind of uh, flip things around and do something different, just to see if you know I could do something different. And uh, I had a passion for um, healthy food and travel and cooking. So I was trying to figure out a way to merge all that um, and still stay with really in a healthcare sort of, uh, you know, mode. Um, we did a lot of traveling at that point in our lives. We were traveling a lot and we were in Spain and all you could see are olive trees still to this day, all over. And all our food was made with olive oil. Olive oil was everywhere. And I thought, hmm, something to this. And then uh, due to my dad's uh, heart uh, condition, uh, his uh, Greek physician at the time said, I want you to start the Mediterranean diet. So we are going back now about 15 years ago. And I thought, well, that's great. We eat healthy at home. My mom is a great cook. Um, but olive oil was really hard to find. Uh, only what you saw on the shelf at, at the grocery stores. And I too bought my bottle when I needed it, put it in the cabinet, and there it sat. And a year later, I took it out or something like that for a dressing, um, never giving any thought to the quality or if it was even rancid. And once I started exploring that, the health benefits, as well as the taste of it, I thought, okay, we're missing out on something here in the US. So here we are. After you discovered the properties of olive oil, what made you want to leap to, I'm going to own a shop, and where did the name City Olive come from? I mean, it's kind of olive intuitive to right. the olive right. trees, but what was the final deciding factor that this passion was going to translate to a small business? Well, I kept printing out um, lots of research that I was doing on the internet at that point and just emailing producers. And I, we had stacks in our living room of my research on the health benefits of olive oil. And through our continued travels, I noticed that it was so, you know, readily available in particularly in Europe. Um, and of course, in California, in certain places, uh, that I thought maybe I could do this. Could I do this? Would anybody come to City Olive? And uh, finally, I think it was my husband who said, are you going to do something with all these papers? And uh, right around that time, there were um, two gentlemen that were uh, property owners here uh, in uh, Andersonville. And one of them contacted me, knew I was considering it. And I'm not quite sure how. But anyway, Mark did contact me and say, we have a perfect spot for you. We'd love to have a specialty food kind of store. And so that was sort of the um, impetus to move forward with the 
with the business. And then it, once you get in it, you, <laughs> you got to open those doors. We're in it, yep. <laughs> you, yeah, you used to be located down by Infine Spirits, yes, right? Yes, 5408, yeah. Yeah, which was a great pairing. It was a wonderful pairing. We had a um, chocolate shop next door back then and the bakery, the Sicilian bakery. So it really was a nice corridor of, of treats. Oh, and as far as the name, it comes from Greek mythology um, because Athena won the contest against Zeus and uh, they planted the olive tree above the city. And it was this, they called it the city with, in Greek. It's <laughs> <laughs> very cool. All right, well, let's get into like the nitty gritty of olive oils and kind of like what is, you know, you carry the estate bot bottled olive oil. Can you explain the kind of the difference between that and what you might pick up from a grocery store? Okay. Um, right around the time that I did open City Olive, there was a growing interest of olive oil in this country. And it's since, you know, been booming. Well, we had like all of these fad diet crazes that kind of mm -hmm. went through and like people were kind of avoiding oils, right? And avoiding right. fats and all of that right. thing where we was just like the wrong kind of mindset to get ourselves into. I think that's kind of like the era that I was brought in is yes. like fat is bad. Right. Yeah. Right. And the more that was explored about the being a healthy fat and actually very good for you in terms of anti-inflammatories, um, we saw a bigger increase in people really, um, you know, uh, wanting to to explore it a little bit more. But as we mentioned earlier off off air, um, olive oil does have sort of a bad rap. I mean, there's been a lot of problems with fraud within the olive oil industry. And um, olive oil can be adulterated because there's very few le um, uh, legislation on, on, on it. Um, so when you say extra virgin olive oil, you can go into a store and it can be marked extra virgin olive oil and in the fine print it will say contains 20% olive juice. And so that's where some of that comes from. There's lack of legislation to um, really protect that name. Um, why estate bottled olive oil? <clears throat> For me, in terms of researching it, it was all about the, the whole continuous process like any other food item from start to finish. When it arrives in bulk, it is transferred in other places. Um, it can be transferred into other vats. Then it goes to another store. It's emptied into their vat. Every time that container is open, there's a possibility for contamination or oxidation, which is causes the oil to go rancid. So in my research, I realized that really the whole way the oil is processed from the tree and how long it's taken from the tree to the mill, which is usually within 2 to 12 hours for most reputable companies, um, how it's processed, which is minimally. Um, it's just one of, it's like a peach. Mm -hmm. um, it's got a pit. Um, it's like an orange juice. You squeeze it and you can drink it right away. No heat is used. No chemicals are used in it in a high quality olive oil. Uh, so to me, it was all about that as well as how it's stored and then how it's bottled with, you know, minimal traces of contamination. So it was really, for me, it's defining that. And because people are using olive oil, at least when I started, for the health benefits of, of a really good quality olive oil. So, um, and for the taste. It's a wonderful taste if you've ever tasted fresh oil, which we're going to taste. Should we do that now? Or yeah, I was going to say, this might question? be um, a good time. Well, I was going to ask this question, and then maybe we'll jump into the tasting. Okay. Um, so you've been quoted as saying, olive oil is like wine in terms of variety of olives, soil, climate, harvesting, and labeling, and you hand-select your products in the store. 
Can you tell us more about product selection and including the one that you brought for us to sample today? Absolutely. Um, in terms of um, selecting the oils, we're pretty um, rigorous on that selection. I work with only the highest reputable uh, importers and have done some importing myself. Um, we are really proud to say that many of our producers from these farms have come for events here at City Olive. In fact, for Arts Week, we will be having a wonderful Lebanese producer. Um, she is, uh, her family's from Lebanon. Her, they, her brother and her parents are running the estate there. Uh, Carol travels back and forth. She's a food scientist up at Kellogg's in Battle Creek, Michigan. Um, she uh, received her PhD in uh, food science from Rutgers. So those are the types of producers we look for, the people that are really reputable, um, know their know their their quality. Um, so every one of our producers, Wandi here, who is from OMED, has been in the store several times, fantastic um, producer who we've been there for the harvest for, um, is outside of Granada, Spain. And he is really attention to detail. He and Paul are, are fantastic. Um, the other one that we're going to talk about today is the Tondo Ablio from um, Sicily here. And the reason I brought this is um, not only is it a fabulous oil, but it's also one of the things that we're really excited about at City Olive that we've been able to do is that people, our customers, um, get to meet these producers and they all say, come for a visit. And guess what? Our customers do go visit. And we have a customer who this is his favorite oil. I connected him with the producer and he'll be going to his estate next week. Wow. <laughs> so that happens so more cool. than you realize because just like here, um, they're so appreciative that we enjoy their products and they welcome you to their to their home, to their estate. So we're really thrilled with that part of our, our um, ability to do that for our customers. So do you want to taste? Yes, yeah. let's taste. Okay. So we've got some cups set out here because okay. I heard you do not do not taste olive oil with bread. Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit while I'm pouring <laughs> these. Um, we don't at City Olive taste olive oil with bread, although when we do have events, we do put out bread and olive oil. Um, the reason we don't do that is for um, several reasons. First of all, you really want to understand what the olive oil tastes like. It's like wine. Um as we mentioned earlier, it is very much like wine. It's going into a wine store and selecting your what's your favorite. Um, but you don't know what your favorite is if you haven't tasted olive oil. So it's really, or what dish you're going to be using it for. Like maybe you're going to use this one for tomatoes. So that's the important part is like, you know, to be able to taste them. But what I want to talk about professionally, why we don't taste it with bread is because a good piece of bread will mask a bad oil. Mm, interesting. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to um, to hide defects in the oil, particularly if you have, um, you think of when you go into a restaurant and they pour some oil in a dish mm -hmm. and then they add cheese yeah, and then they pepper. add black pepper, <laughs> maybe some mm -hmm. herbs. And the next thing you know, you could be eating canola oil. Yeah. <laughs> My kids have been Goodness. duped all this time. I've got to introduce them to some real olive oil. So we taste it. And we And in between our tastings, we, we use green apple. Um, green apple, not red apple, green apple, because it's just got that enough tartness to cleanse your palate. Hmm. And I just looked at the other day at this chart of tartness and sweetness of apples that I thought was fascinating. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. So we use green apple. You can also professionally 
uh, used um, boiled potatoes, um, plain yogurt, uh, things like that. So that just to cleanse the palate. That's so interesting because, yeah, it's interesting how certain foods have properties to cleanse. Like if you smell coffee after you've been smelling a lot of perfumes mm-hmm. or colognes or whatever. Right. It minimizes it down. So Right. So cool. typically when tasting professionally in oil, we taste it in little blue glasses. And you're probably wondering why. Again, like wine, it is so that uh, color is not a determinant of the fine oil. Many times not many times, but occasionally we have somebody come in and say, I'd li- I had this wonderful, beautiful, green, grassy oil. Well, the color can be manipulated. So with, you know, leaves and chlorophyll, things like that. So when we taste it professionally, we don't look at the color of it. Okay. So it's typically done in the blue glasses, similar to wine. And um, what we first do is sort of hold it in our hand and warm it up a little bit to room temperature. We're not heating the oil. We just want to bring it more to a room temperature. Now, we've had it sitting out here, so it probably is more room temperature. And then we typically, we smell it to get the aroma. Mm, that smells so good. Mm-hmm. Really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then... Oh, my God. That's incredible. You are going to take it in your mouth, and this is when we do classes, and you're going to really make the sound... Okay. Yeah, I didn't want it too, too loud. Um, but then the point of that is to really get it through all, you know, all areas of your palate. So the, kind of the retronasal passages so you know how it tastes. So. All right, Joel, you're up. <laughs> all right. Let's hear it. So all of it or just most of it? it? As much as most, you want. Okay. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Joel. Oh, good. <laughs> Oh, I see what you mean, though. You can feel it in your nose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else are you Ooh, tasting? It's like, it's like it's, there's some heat to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are the polyphenols that are present mm-hmm. in a, in a yes. good quality That's oil. That's nice, though. Yeah. So those are what we call the, the antioxidants okay. that are present in an Am oil. Am I getting healthier by the minute? As yeah, of course, these are the things. I feel absolutely, amazing. Absolutely. Take an apple slice. Okay. Take an apple slice. And that just... You said that one, this one... We just had this one, right? You Pack? have this one. This is called, um, this is from Omed, from Gren- outside of Granada, Spain. And it's the piqual. Piqual is the varietal of olive. And it's very much like a green tomato on a vine mm-hmm. tasting. And you said this one would be good with a tomato, tomato dish? Tomato salad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, this one, the tondo here, is a Sicilian. So again, different olives, different soil. So this one is a wonderful one that I would use on like grilled things, grilled vegetables, grilled meats, pasta. It's got wonderful grassy aromas. Do you put it on post grilling? Because I've heard some things that like you're not supposed to heat olive oil ever. Good question. We get asked that all the time. Um, Science has debunked that myth. Um, You can, (laughs) if you're using, if you're using a good quality olive oil, again, remember there are some ones that are adulterated. If you're using a good quality one, it is going to stand up to the heat. Now you're going to lose some of the flavors, um, but not much, but it's like wine. You want to cook with the best oil that you can cook with because you do not want to use a rancid old oil to make your dish and then try and cover it up with a good oil. Mm -hmm. Um, Frying in olive oil is excellent. And if you think about how many years they've been doing that and how many cooking shows you watch and they just reach for the olive oil. Always heat your pan first and then pour your oil. I had to, like we switched to avocado oil for a lot of skillet things because I mean, honestly, we're not buying the best olive oil from the Mm -hmm. grocery store. So I mean, I am 
moving forward. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, I was always so like, oh, because I don't know, avocado oil doesn't taste like much to me. It just is like something healthier than butter or canola oil or whatever to mm-hmm. cook your stuff in. But mm-hmm. good to know. Yeah. No, it's it's you're very safe to saute, fry, heat, and finish your dish with it. It's wonderful drizzled in a soup. At the mm, end, yeah. yeah, we're almost at soup season yes. too. Mm-hmm. I think Laura, you need to demonstrate this sound. The sound. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh yeah, warming it. Okay, mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so say one more time which one we're, we're just, about to. We're having the tondo. Okay, and it's from Sicily. Again, I love the smell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, the time of day um, when you taste can be a factor too, just because it depends if you just had a hearty lunch with a lot of garlic or something like that in it. Um, it can affect what you're tasting. So we always recommend to people, come in and taste. Even if you know, you're know you not ready for it, you might try something else that you really enjoyed that you didn't enjoy the first time because your taste buds were a little bit diluted. <laughs> Very good. Oh, there's a bite on that one this too. This one's mm-hmm. way more of a bite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably depends like how much you do that too. Yeah. <laughs> I was almost going to say it was milder at the beginning, though. Yeah. It's sort of like a little smoother, a little mm-hmm. bit more buttery, and mm-hmm. then and then you feel it towards the end. Yep. Not a like a ever smoked pot, but that maybe if you've like just inhaled, it might have given you the same effect. You can I'm inhale guessing. this. You can inhale this. I'm guessing. <laughs> Safe for inhaling. Mm-hmm. And we'll make sure to pose these two bottles in a very pretty way here um, with Karen <laughs> so we can show them on the show notes. <laughs> That one, whole that one is looks like. that one's good. That one's like a strong. That's a two apple. So some of the things that um, I just wanted to mention too, in terms of olive oil, when you're looking for an olive oil, whether you're at City Olive or at your any other store, you really. Um, but probably people should just go to City Olive. Uh, I'm pretty certain you should just come to City Olive or order online. But if you find yourself in a pinch and you're somewhere else, um, things to look for are not just a Best Buy date, but a harvest date. You want the freshest oil. Olive oil, unlike wine or red wines, you can't, um, they're not going to last. Okay. So when you buy a bottle of olive oil, use it, use it and enjoy it because it's not, once you open it, we say just a couple of months, really. Um, Just a fun fact, or maybe not even, maybe not quite fun is the right word, (laughs) but just so, uh, and put it in context, how much do you think the average, Greek citizen uses of olive oil in a year. Hmm, I'm guessing in the gallon, like in the current day, mm-hmm. not a historical not Grecian a historic, person. Yeah, so we're not like going back to Socrates yeah. or anything like that. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that I would know. That yeah. I would know. That, 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 <laughs> I feel like the that. number is either going to be really alarmingly high or really alarmingly low. Well, in Greece, they use, they um, claim anywhere from 17 to 20 liters of olive oil per person per year. Okay, that's a lot of olive oil. That is a lot of olive oil. How much do you think the average American uses? Oh, way, way, way less. Maybe maybe two liters. Not even. Less than one. Oh, my gosh. So this is (laughs) a half a liter. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, you know, kind of going full circle, when when I looked at these, uh, these numbers... And their incidence of um, heart disease and cancer um, was lower, particularly at the time I was researching all that. That's why. So that's why we use a lot of olive oil and nothing else at house. 
you can bake with olive oil too. Yeah, it's I, I wanted to ask about that. With yeah. so with this one that we just tried, like what would you? This one was for grill. You recommended this one for grilling. It's and, grassy. It's mm-hmm. right, a little bit um, bolder. Um, we yeah, have it does taste w- more a little bit more earthy than this. Mm-hmm. The first one we tried. Yeah. Uh, this is the Omed. The yeah, the Omed. The, yeah, the Omed was definitely a little bit more milder, and then the ta- the Tanoblia mm-hmm. from Sicily. Uh, yes, I've made many an olive oil cakes with, um, and there's always recipes in online or New York Times, and there's one posted on City Olives website too. That's that one was the blood fantastic. orange. Yeah, yes. I want to try that. Oh, it's yeah. delicious. delicious. And is the oil substituting out anything? Butter. In the butter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no mm-hmm. butter. So, and I just made a zucchini loaf using olive oil and Greek yogurt and so. Yeah. And what does, what does the olive oil, what do you think it adds to? So much moisture. It's just delicious and it's fruity. So it's, I would definitely try it if you haven't. And I've made savory loaves for our, our events too. Um, there's a wonderful um, a woman in San Francisco who's also very much into olive oil. And she was a um, trained pastry chef and had a, a wonderful bakery in San Francisco and a number of years ago, she converted all of her recipes from butter to olive oil. Wow. Um, and her book is The New American Cookbook. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they're delicious. So, And there is a conversion factor. And we have it at City Olive or it's online too. Well, how about we talk about proper storage of olive oil? I know that you shouldn't place it on your windowsill or near heat, um, but where should it be kept? Cool, dark. Cool, dark spot. Always with the top on. Uh the enemies of olive oil are heat, sunlight, and air. So we, you know, most people want to keep it right by their stove, and obviously that's not a good choice because it will um, start to de- deteriorate. So always keep it. Um, many of our bottles have um, like tamper-proof tops on it. A lot of people want to store it in very pretty containers, and we do sell some lovely handmade ones from Gary Jackson here in Chicago. And I say those are great when you're having people over for dinner and you just pour some in that beautiful container and put it on your on your table. But for the most part, it's just wise to keep it in the container it came in and always with the top on. Because many of those beautiful decorative uh, pours don't have um, a seal to close it. So that's something that's really important. I do tell people if it gets very, very hot and your apartment is shut up to, to uh, closed up to put it in in the refrigerator. I worry more about condensation of the oil and how it's, you know, in there in terms of when you open it and any water getting in it or anything like that. Typically in most most of the year, just keep it in a cool dark spot in a basement. If you're going to be gone, you can put it in a box down in the basement or something like that where it's cooler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, don't touch my olive oil. <laughs> 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 Well, we did touch on um, a lot of the health benefits of olive oil, but as a nurse, um, what do you think, you know, in America in general, what could, you know, introducing more olive oil into people's diets, what could that help eradicate? I know that um, it helps with the immune system and type 2 diabetes and all of that. Absolutely. Um, But it it is good to remember that um, it's not, you know, just adding olive oil to your diet isn't going to cure anything. It's really about making the choices to substitute it for something else. So like, don't put olive oil on your Big Mac. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. 
Sorry. I was going to say your ice cream, but maybe that might be good if it's a particular part of the thing. very good. stumbled into something, Joelle. Olive oil and chocolate is delicious together. They really, Mm. those fat molecules seem to collide and it's wonderful. Um, But in terms of the health benefits, yeah, just changing and really sort of embracing, um, uh, you know, just a plant-based diet. Um, a little bit more so than we typically have in the past. And I think that what's been so encouraging is that so many more people are are attuned to labels, are paying attention to labels. Um, You know, when you're in the grocery store and you turn over something and the first ingredient is sugar or, you know, salt is the second ingredient or something like that. And so when we do, do, you know, we talk to our customers – even, you know, making a salad dressing is not complicated. And once you make it and do it a few times, you realize how much, how easy it is and how delicious it is. And you're not getting all those things that you can't even pronounce on the back of that bottle. So I think people are really paying more attention. Just like shopping at the farmer's market, people get joy out of that and feeling that they are doing something healthy for themselves. And can you speak to any difficulties that are facing the olive oil industry right now? I can, yes, I can. <laughs> um, beside the fact of just really educating people about the benefits of it, which is just always going to be an ongoing um, process. Uh, right now, the olive oil industry is, um, as well as the cheese and olives and wine and things, are um, there's a possibility of tariffs on those products. Um, right now, they are part of the um, European retaliatory tariffs which has not been decided yet. I listened in on Especially Food, um, our industry association phone call the other day, and it still um, hasn't been decided. But if those tariffs were to go through, um, it would be 100% markup on these products. Now, we're obviously hoping that somebody um, is listening. I called our representatives um, here in uh, Jan Schakowsky, uh and uh, Senator Durbin and left their office's messages. Um, as well as signed the petition. Um, so hopefully we'll hear something positive because to me, olive oil is a health food. Um, and I know it is to many other people and it seems very unfair. And I do have concerns that we'd go back to having a lot more adulterated oils then. Yeah. And given the fact that it does have a shelf life, it's not something that you can just like stock up on. Right. 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 And what about California? California has some fantastic oils, and I'm proud that we carry some of them um, as well. Uh, California only produces about 5% of what um, we use here in the country. So they The rest just, is all imported. It's imported. And, I, you know, and yes, we do have oils from um, that will not be part of that. South Africa, we have um, the Lebanese oil. We have, uh, we'll be getting in Uruguay soon. So we will have some other choices. But it would be very hard to maintain that um, with those prices if, if it were to go through. We are always curious what Andersonville businesses our guests would like to trade places with for a day and why. I always let people pick more than one, but okay. <laughs> you can even like do a throwback if you want to like yeah. harken back to when a business that isn't here anymore that you would have traded places with back in the day. I'm pretty sure when Scott Martin was here, or I've just heard this story, he was talking about the axe throwing bar. Was that just a story or was that on the podcast? 
It might. I don't know. I we were well, with him a while. It's sort of funny that you brought up Scott because I just ran into him um, at Cass Hardware on my way here, and I, I think I'd probably trade places with him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of characters that go, are there, and I'd love to see at Simon's or Svea. Uh, well, both. I mean, I enjoy both of them. Um, yeah. So I think I think Scott could sell olive oil if he wanted to trade. I mean, he mm-hmm. he's really good. I mean, he. I think he could. I'm pretty sure he could. Yeah. He, he's he's got his favorite. He's picked out Omit several times. Well, you times. would certainly have a whole new client base if you had Scott work there for a short <laughs> period of time. Yes, I would. <laughs> well, I want to touch, go back on the health benefits a little bit. We talked before we started um, recording about um, using it for skincare as well. Mm-hmm. Do you have any bottles in the shop? I may or may not like skincare, but do you have any bottles in the shop where you're like, take this home and that's what you want to moisturize with? Well, we do carry a lot of um, of uh, olive oil-based cosmetic products um, in terms of soaps and lotions, uh, bath gel. And they're all, the ones I'm, that are coming to mind are uh, from California and they use their organic extra virgin olive oil in their, um, in their products. And they're really wonderful, really um, nourishing for your skin. And um, for those who have not been into City Olive, we don't want to leave everyone thinking all you have there is olive oil. I was just thinking that. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about what other products you stock in the store? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, that is just one wall. Um, We do have vinegars that are wonderful, again, from all over. Um, Your wine vinegars, your balsamics. We do have balsamic producer that comes into City Olive and his products are um, used at wonderful restaurants here in the city, Spiaggia, Monteverde. Um, so he'll come in and do a balsamic tasting for us, which goes from his youngest product all the way up to the, um, the, the older older products that are in the hand-blown, uh, hand-blown glass bottles of the region. Um, so those are fantastic, and we always offer tastings of those as well, other than the ones on that top shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have assorted um, artisan pastas, organic pastas, um, sauces. Uh, and then we try to incorporate as much local as we can in terms of jams, um, spices, uh, things like that. Um, pottery. Um, and you have the oil pours. We do. They're, they're made by um, Gary Jackson of Fire When Ready. He teaches over at um, Lilith Street. So a lot of people are familiar with his work. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like you've even had spices on occasion too. Oh, we have spices. Yep. Uh-huh. Locally made spices. Um, and then mini a lot whisks. of others. And mini whisks. <laughs> we do have mini whisks and some pottery from Portugal yeah. and things like that. Um, but yes, we do like to incorporate as much local. But then we also have a lot of gourmet food selections that, you know, of unusual things that people preserve lemons or, you know, piquillo peppers, things that people might be using in their cooking. And I know it's sort of far in advance since it's October now, but... Um... Do you have any special things coming up for the holidays we should kind of keep an eye on or products you're excited to launch or people bringing, coming in for tastings? Uh, well, uh, the Lebanese um, producers will be here for Arts Week again on September 20th. Uh, we do not see a lot of producers around um, the winter months in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't want to come here. I don't, I don't know. I keep asking them to. <laughs> um, so we don't, we really don't see too many during that time. We'll do more local um, chocolates and things like that. 
we're always happy to get them in for um, our holiday events here in, in Andersonville. Um, so in terms of then, we do have some gift products, gift sets coming in from some of our producers for the holidays, and we do a lot of corporate gifts. So those are really fun for that. Um, food is a really healthy choice for people at the holidays. It's a useful, you know, most people want something consumable versus something that they have to put in the white elephant next year. <laughs> so, well, I feel like I've learned so much. Yeah, me too. This was I, great. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I've paid much attention, and like actually having to do research for this episode, and like I've just learned so much from you, and like these oils are incredible. So thanks wow. for bringing that in and sharing that. Cause I, I never really probably would have thought like, I'm sure you get people in all the time, right? Like wanting to buy a hostess gift mm-hmm. and buying a really nice bottle of olive oil. And like, mm-hmm. that is such a nice gift to give. Like what do you bring a host? Oh, that's perfect. Right. It's a perfect gift and it does last longer than a bottle of wine. Um, so they usually are very uh, appreciative of that, particularly if it's somebody, you know, that uses it in their cooking. Well, thank you, Karen, for being here. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about City Olive, please visit cityolive.com. Show notes on today's episode can be found at andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast is produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce. Find episodes streaming weekly on iTunes and Podbean with show notes available at andersonville.org. 